0: Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's message is entitled, Training in Godliness, Training in Knowledge. Presented by Pastor Floyd Silva on March 25th, 2018. And it is a day that, that we rejoice because
1: of the significance of what happened on this day many, many years ago. It's the day that Jesus uh, came into the city. It's his triumphant entry and there's great significance to what what happened on that day and that is why today we, we celebrate, we come into his courts with praise, we rejoice, we lift holy hands and we worship our King and our God. The prophet Zechariah, he says this in chapter 9, verse 9. He says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation is he. Humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. See the Bible teaches us of all of these prophecies that that Jesus Christ fulfilled. And this one here is such an important prophecy for us to learn about and understand and know because what it does is it teaches us, it helps us to know the way of salvation. See, as we continue in this series, as we kind of wrapped up this book in in 1 Timothy chapter 6, we see Paul giving us so much instruction when it comes to the truth of the gospel. He's reminding us of so many things in reference to to, um, things that are being taught that are in opposition to the truth of what Jesus did. See, he's reminding this young man, Timothy, to stand firm in the faith. To train for godliness. To look at the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, and make sure he holds true to the doctrine of our faith. And so there's some important passages here that we're going to look at as we train in knowledge. See, knowledge is just knowing what we believe, understanding the truth of the scriptures, of what God's word says, how God is speaking to us. And how we share that with the world around us. See it's important that we know this. It's important that we apply this. And it's important that we own our own faith. That we understand what God is showing us and teaching us. Through what he did through his son Jesus Christ. See the, the prophecy tells us of this coming savior. And he comes as this, this lowly servant on a donkey. Humble and willing to be the sacrifice for all of mankind, for you and I. See, Jesus makes it very clear who he is. And by fulfilling this prophecy as he enters into Jerusalem, as he enters into this city, he reminds the people of who he is, the coming king, the savior of the world. See, he is bringing us a gift. And it's a gift for you, it's a gift for me, and it is simply the gift of salvation. He is saving us. We're going to open up 1 Timothy, if you would turn in your Bibles. We're going to look at chapter 6, and we're going to look at a few verses here as Paul kind of wraps it up in this book that he's, this letter that he's writing to this young man, Timothy, and to us. So turn with me to chapter 6. We're going to look at verses 11 through 16. And these are important things that Paul is saying here. So before we read that together, let's pray. Father, we thank you for another day, Father. We thank you for this Palm Sunday, this this beginning of something that is so holy and so great, Father. Something that you accomplished through your Son, Jesus Christ. Something that you did for each and every one of us. Lord, as we look at these words that you have for us, Father, we pray that you would speak to our hearts, that you would open our minds, that we would hear your voice, Father. Father, and that we would come to a place of knowledge, of understanding the truth of salvation, and truly how we apply this great gift to our own lives, how we rest in the salvation of Jesus Christ, the Savior, the King, and how we look to you to live this life in a way that would honor you and glorify you in every single way. Lord, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for our time, and we pray that your spirit would fill us, that your spirit would guide us and that we would walk in step so that we might bear fruit and bring glory to your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, if you would look at your Bibles, First Timothy chapter 6. We're going to look at verses 11 through 16. They're going to be up on the screens. There's Bibles underneath your chairs there if you need a Bible. But let's start by reading in verse 11. Paul says, But as for you, O man of God, flee these things, Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I charge you in the presence of God, who gives life to all things, and of Christ Jesus, who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession to keep the commandments unstained and free from reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he will display at the proper time. He who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, who dwells in unapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen or can see. To him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. See, as followers of Jesus Christ, as believers in who Jesus is, we are to train in knowledge. We are to open up God's Word and to seek the truth of who God is, who Jesus Christ says He is. See, we gain insight by opening up God's Word, by opening up the Bible and reading it in our quiet times, as we gather together in our small groups, as we come together on Sunday mornings, as we read the Scriptures and the words that God has written for us. See, we move towards a, a greater understanding of this salvation. We, we begin to understand this big grace, this umbrella of grace that God has given us as his children and as his people, the love that he has offered us. You know, this last week, we, in our small group, we talked about God's love. And we shared a whole bunch of passages. And, and one of the ladies that, that was leading us that night, she shared with us all of these passages about God's love. And she reminded us of how important it is to own that love. To before we go on to the next passage of love, that we take that one verse and we allow it to penetrate our hearts and remind us that God's grace is sufficient. That God's grace is enough. See, but we don't get that or we won't ever gain that unless we seek the truth. And unless we seek the knowledge that's given to us through God's word. And each and every one of us have, as believers have to pursue that on our own, in our own way. We have to take the time to open up God's word and, and, and see the promises that he's given us. The things that he's offering us in love. To really own our faith. See, it's important that we have this knowledge and that we train in this knowledge. And so this morning, what I'd like to do is just offer us three ways that we can, we can train in knowledge. And the first one just comes from verse 11 in our passage is that we would, we would know the directions. How many of you um, like to look at your maps on your GPS when you're going somewhere? Yeah? I don't. <laughs> It's like, oh, I know kind of where it's at. You know, I'll just kind of get in my car and go, right? Well, we don't just do that, do we? We don't just get in our car and say, well, I'm just going to drive and maybe I'll get somewheres. See, it's no different than on our faith. We, we, have to, we have to know the directions. See, if we're going to take steps towards growing in faith, growing in godliness and training in godliness, we have to take the steps towards it. So listen to what he says here in verse 11. He says, but as for you... O man of God, he says, flee these things. He says, change your direction and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. See, at the very moment of salvation, we make a U-turn. See, we turn from these things that are evil, these things that are from the world, and we turn towards a Savior that redeems us and sanctifies us and has justified us by what He has done for us. See, it's not of our own accord or anything that we can do, but it's what He has done that leads us to this point, that gets us to this place of understanding the directions that God has for us. See, He's given us a road map And he tells us to pursue righteousness, to pursue godliness, to pursue love and faith and steadfastness and gentleness. See, it's it's a godly roadmap to life. See, and when we give our lives to Jesus, we begin to understand and we move towards the direction that God wants us to go. See, God has given us a path. He has set it before us. And the Bible teaches us that, that, that the path is narrow, right? That leads to life but the path is why that leads to destruction see we have to look at the directions we have to look at god's word and understand what and how we should live this life what we should pursue and where we are going 2nd timothy chapter 3 verses 16 and 17 it says this about god's word the word of god the bible he says that all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for what? For teaching, for understanding, for reproof, for correction. And listen to this, he says, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete and equipped. Did you hear that? So that we can have the roadmap and we can understand where God is taking us. And he's doing this so that we would produce and bear fruit for every good work, he says. See, we can't go if we don't know the direction we're supposed to go in. See, we need to know what God's word says about the truth of who Jesus Christ is, the truth of our salvation and what it leads to. So if we do this, if we take this path, if we begin to go on this journey of knowledge and understanding, then our first step is to know what we are training for. Listen to what he says here in in verse 12. He tells us to fight the good fight of faith. He says, Take hold of the eternal life, circle eternal life, to which we were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I I want to pause on that verse real quick because there's some important things here that we really need to understand in knowing what we are training for. The first thing that we see here is that we are to take hold of the eternal life. See, at the moment of salvation, the moment that we surrender our lives to Jesus Christ, we have been offered and we have been given eternal life. See, we will live in eternity with Jesus Christ. We will move from this life into the eternal life in the presence of God. For simpler terms, we will go to heaven. We will be with Jesus. See, the moment that you give your life to Jesus Christ, the confession that you make is just that. You rejoice that you have eternity, that you have seen that Jesus has conquered death and he has provided life. He has given you life through his salvation. See, it's a a beautiful thing here that he tells us that. See, the other thing that he says is that that we've made this confession and we've done it in the presence of other witnesses. You know, we've stood up and we've said, I believe in the Son Jesus Christ. I believe and I confess with my mouth and I believe with my heart that he is the Lord God and he has come to save me. He is my Savior that has come. See, we make that confession. You know, we, we here at Soul Real, we believe in water baptism. We believe we baptize by immersion. Baptismo, you know, all of that good stuff. It's, it's water, water baptism. But we don't ever tell anyone that it's, a, it's a, an element that leads to salvation. It's part of our salvation, but we don't teach people that it is a salvation issue. See, because we know the Bible teaches otherwise. The Bible teaches us that we are saved because of God's grace. There's nothing that we can do or nothing that we can say because if there was, then we would just boast about it. We're going to touch on John 3.16 here in a minute, but God sent his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. See, the Bible teaches us that Salvation comes through Jesus Christ alone. See, it's no different than this wedding ring that I wear here. If I take this ring off, and by the way, for those of you that don't know, I've been married for about 27 years, so so I'm married. If I take this wedding ring off, that doesn't change the fact that I'm married. But I wear this ring as an expression of the commitment... That I entered into in the presence of God. The union of holy matrimony. One man, one woman. As a representation and a reminder of that commitment. And the same thing goes with our baptism. When, when we are baptized, it is a confession. It is an expression of our salvation. It tells the world I have moved from the old life into new life. I have moved from death death into eternity and it's a public confession it's an outward expression just like this ring is a public expression an outward confession of the commitment that I made to love my wife to honor her and to cherish her see as we do this the moment we are saved we take hold of this eternal life we move from death to life and we become children of the one true God and it reminds us of the love and the grace that we have been given through Jesus Christ see this triumphant entry this entry that Jesus made into the city was a proclamation of the coming Savior the King salvation the one that they were waiting for see we have to understand that you and I as we live this life as we train in knowledge we are training for eternity See, we, we will worship eternally, so we worship here and now. We will serve God for eternity, so we serve here and now. See, we enter into the presence of God for eternity, so we gather together throughout the week and on the weekends and on Sundays and we enter into the presence of God. We seek the face of God. We find our greatest joy our greatest pleasures in the presence of God. We are training for eternity. Listen to what he says here in 1 Corinthians 9, verse 25. He says, Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath. Have, how many of you ever won a trophy? Where, where are those trophies now? <laughs> in the closet, maybe, some of us. Hey, some of us, if, if you're like me, I'm kind of an Uncle Rico, you know. I don't know if you know who that is. You'll get the joke later. You can ask somebody if you don't get it. I got my trophies on the shelf. No, I'm kidding. I don't. But it, it's, a, it's a perishable reward. And we work so hard for those things. We train and we, we, we go after it and we do all the right things. We eat right. We, we work out. We do all those things for this little trophy that'll be gone. Be stored in a closet, forgotten and lost. But he says to train in knowledge, because we're training for an imperishable wreath. See, the Bible tells us that we will receive crowns in heaven. That God, God will, will enter us into his kingdom and welcome us with open arms. Jesus tells us that, that he has gone away to prepare a place with many mansions, many rooms just so you know you and I are probably roommates so get used to me now (laughs) sorry about that Jeff (laughs) see we train in knowledge for eternity we look beyond today beyond the horizon knowing that we have eternal life in Jesus Christ again going back to what I said John 3 16 listen to what he says for God so loved the world That he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Do you realize that death and life are awaiting every person? Death and life is in front of us. You and I have a choice to make today. Will we accept the life that Jesus Christ is offering us through his salvation? Or would we would continue on the path of death? The wide road of destruction. See, the Bible teaches us that today is the day of salvation. Today we have a choice and an opportunity to choose Jesus Christ. Some of us may refuse it. Some of us may not acknowledge it. But I, I pray today, knowing what we know and understanding what God teaches us, that whatever path you're on, that today you would come to the knowledge of the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of the coming Savior that has come and entered in so that you can know truly who He is. And that before you go away from here today that you would call Him your King. You would see Him as your King, as your Lord and as your Savior. Because truly... He is the only way to heaven. There is no other way. Only through Jesus Christ. And it's not by your works, but it's by what He has done. Next week we are going to celebrate what He did for every one of us on the cross. But today we acknowledge the fact, the truth of who He is, the Savior of the world, and He has come. And that moves us to our next thing We have to understand this. It's so important that we know this. Who gives salvation? I stand before you as a as a pastor of this church, someone that that leads this church, that God has given oversight in this church as a body of believers, as his children. But I'll tell you what, I don't give salvation. I, I cannot give you salvation. I can point you to salvation. I can point you to Jesus Christ. But I can't give it to you. As much as I'd love to, because there's some people in my life that I know that that need salvation, need to be saved. I I wish I could just give it to. I, I can't do that. There's only one person that can give salvation. Listen to what it says here in verse 13. He says, I charge you in the presence of God who gives life to all things and of Christ Jesus, who is his testimony before Pontius Pilate. We're going to go to that here in just a minute. Gives testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession to keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. See, right there, we are reminded that Jesus is the King. He is the Messiah. He is the Savior of the world. The testimony that that he made before Pontius Pilate, before the governor, this confession that he made, that we are to protect it, keep it unstained, and we are to keep it free from reproach. But the only way that we can do it is if we know where salvation comes from. Who is our salvation. See, it is God that has given us life. It is God that sent Jesus Christ to die on a cross. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ. Here's the story here. Here's what happens. Here's what Jesus did in the presence of this governor. in Matthew 27, verse 11. I would encourage you to go back this week and read chapter 27 of the Gospel of Matthew and see how this story plays out and how it leads towards what we're going to celebrate next weekend. In verse 11, it says, Jesus stood before the governor and the governor asked him this, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus said, you have said so. See, Jesus is acknowledging who he is. Jesus is laying claim to being the Messiah. When when he entered in on Palm Sunday, he entered in to say, here I am. I have come humbly in obedience to God to sacrifice myself for your sins because God loves you, because God cares about you. You are his. He created you. And he wants you to know this salvation. But unfortunately, there's a little bit of confusion. There was then, and there is now. See, in that moment, the people that were awaiting the coming king, they were waiting for this savior, but not to save them from their sins, but to save them from the bondage of the rulers of the time. They're waiting for this king to arise and, and, and become their president and fix all the things that were wrong with the city, all the things that were going on in their world and in their lives at the time. But see, Jesus didn't come to be that king. Jesus came to be the king of kings, the savior of the world, to save us from our sin, to bring righteousness into our lives. See, sometimes we get that confused even in our own lives even in today's times see we we, we pursue Jesus because we think that he can do something for us he can fix something that's wrong in our lives he can fix my wife or my my husband or my kids see we have to understand that Jesus came to fix us see he, he saw us for who we are And he knew and he understood that we were broken and we were sinful. And yet he still loved us. And yet he still died for us. See, Jesus is our salvation. Jesus is our Messiah. And he is the one that brings the gift of salvation to each and every one of us. See, Jesus didn't come to, to conquer by force as an earthly king would. He came to give grace. He came to give mercy. He came to give love and to show you what it means to be loved by God. I hope you get that. With all of my heart, I hope you get that this morning. With everything that's in me, I hope you know who gives Salvation. John chapter 10 Jesus says this verses 9 and 10 he says I am the door if anyone enters by me he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy I came that they may have life and have it abundantly and in John 14 6 Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one, no one comes to the Father except through me. See, this message, the good news of the gospel, it's a message of peace with God. And it's not a temporal peace, it's an eternal peace. It's a gift given to us. And it all began on this day 2,000 plus years ago when Jesus entered the city, humbly on a donkey, the king, the king of kings, savior to the world. See, as, as his followers, as, as people that, 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 that walk with Jesus Christ, we, we need to, to hold fast to this confession. We, we need to understand the truth of what the scriptures say. But but the only way that we can do that is if we train in knowledge. There's so much here for us. And you know what it does? It, It reminds us of what Paul says at the beginning. The aim of our charge is what? Love. Love. And that love comes from God, from understanding this salvation, this hope, this mercy, this grace that has been given to us through Jesus Christ. See, the knowledge of the holy changes us. The understanding of who God is and his character changes us. And it moves us. And then we begin to share that with the world around us. We share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, the truth of who Jesus is and why he came and who he came for. The Bible teaches us that God God desires that all would be saved. And our responsibility is just to fulfill that great commandment, that great commission. And we are to go out into all the world, baptizing in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then he tells us not only just to baptize them, he tells us to teach them the word of God. Show them. See, if we don't know God's word, we can't teach it. If we haven't received and accepted God's salvation, we can never share it. See, it all begins with us. It all begins with us training for godliness. Well, I want to end our time together this morning just with a couple of last verses in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. He says, The grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners for whom I am the foremost. See, the gospel, it is the good news of salvation. And I tell you what, salvation has come. It is here today. Jesus is alive. And he is calling you. He is reaching out to you. He stands at the door and he knocks. I want to ask you this morning, will will you accept that gift? Will will you receive that gift this morning? Will you move towards a life with Christ? I want to encourage you to, to let God's grace be what you seek after. And understand and know and trust and believe that God sent His Son to be your Savior, to pay a price on a cross, a price that you could never pay, something that you could never do of your own accord. He had to send His Son to pay the price for our sins. Will you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? I want to ask you this morning to give your life to Jesus, to live a fully surrendered life, walking and living for, training for godliness, learning and discovering the things that God has for you. God has given us a road map. He's given us guidance, direction. The Bible tells us that, that he makes known to us the path of life and in his presence there is fullness of joy and pleasures forever, for eternity, forevermore.
0: Thank you for listening, and we pray you were blessed by today's message. You are invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505 792 Eight seven three seven, Or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ, committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.